0: time poor, never get around to watching or reading the news, where you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be. Well, the daily news in brief from sherlocks.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed.
1: Welcome to the Daily News in Brief podcast. Firstly, a note to listeners. As this podcast is being recorded ahead of the general election results, this week we'll be focusing on other topics. Today is the 12th of December and here are the main stories. New Zealand police have launched an investigation after six people were killed when the White Island volcano erupted on Monday. 47 people are believed to have been on the island at the time of the eruption, 14 of whom have been confirmed dead. Eight people remain missing, although police have strongly suggested that no one else has survived. Increased seismic activity has hampered recovery efforts following the eruption. New Zealand authorities had hoped to retrieve the bodies of those presumed dead on the island on Wednesday. However, scientists say the level of volcanic tremor has significantly increased on the island, making the possibility of a further eruption more likely. Despite the increased risk, police have revealed plans for a body retrieval mission on Friday morning. The National Disaster Response Centre said police had made their own decision to embark on the mission, which will only involve police officers. According to New Zealand's health ministry, many of those rescued suffered serious injuries. At least 27 of those hospitalised had sustained greater than 30% body surface burns. Police Minister Stuart Nash said a number of patients could not identify themselves to officers as a result of their injuries. We wish them the best, but we're not out of the woods yet. Of that, there's no doubt, Nash added. Two British women are among those receiving medical treatment, the UK High Commissioner to New Zealand has said. Speaking in the country's parliament on Tuesday, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said questions must be asked over why tourists were allowed to visit the volcano after seismologists raised its alert level. Raymond Cass, Emeritus Professor at Melbourne's Monash University School of Earth, Atmosphere and Environment, said the situation on White Island had been a disaster waiting to happen, adding, I've always felt that it was too dangerous to allow the daily tour groups. Police said investigators would be examining whether anyone was responsible for the deaths, but later clarified that it was not a criminal inquiry at this stage. Aung San Suu Kyi arrived at the International Court of Justice in the Hague on Tuesday to face allegations of genocide perpetrated by Myanmar's military. The leader of Myanmar has repeatedly denied that Rohingya Muslims have been the target of ethnic violence in the country's Rakhine state. The case against Myanmar has been brought by The Gambia, which has accused its military of extrajudicial killings, rape or other forms of sexual violence, burning of homes and destruction of livestock in Rohingya communities. More than 70,000 Rohingya have been forced to flee Myanmar since 2017. A UN fact-finding mission to the region in March 2017 so the military's action against Rohingya communities amounted to crimes against humanity. Defending the actions of her government at the court on Wednesday, Su Kyi said, Gambia has placed an incomplete and misleading picture of the factual situation in Rakhine state in Myanmar. The previously renowned human rights champion claimed the military clearance operation in Rakhine state had been a counter-terror response to attacks by Rohingya militants. Suchi admitted disproportionate force may have been used but denied the acts constituted genocide, saying, can there be genocidal intent on the part of a state that actively investigates, prosecutes and punishes soldiers and officers that are accused of wrongdoing? A serial rapist has been given 33 life sentences with a minimum term of 30 years. Joseph McCann from north-west London was convicted on all 37 counts against him at the Old Bailey on Friday. McCann was freed in error after authorities failed to realise he should have been imprisoned for a previous armed burglary. Upon his release, McCann embarked on a violent rampage, attacking 11 women and children. His crimes included the rape of an 11-year-old boy and a 71-year-old woman. The chief executive of HM Prisons and Probation Service, Joe Farah, has apologised for McCann's mistaken release. Sentencing the 34-year-old this week, Justice Edis described McCann as a violent bully and said he had no doubt he was a threat to children. a paedophile. In UK news, a 13-year-old boy and a 27-year-old man were arrested on suspicion of murder on Sunday after a woman was fatally stabbed in Northamptonshire following a car crash. Levi Davis, a 25-year-old mother of two, was reportedly attacked near St George's Way in Rushton on Saturday night. The 13-year-old arrested on Sunday was later released without charge while a second man was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder for attacking the 27-year-old man. In a statement, Detective Inspector Pete Long said a large team of officers was working on the investigation around the clock. This incident has really shocked the Rushton community, many of whom were on the scene last night. And I would ask anyone who was there and saw what happened to please come forward, he added. A British veteran who served in the Falklands War has received an apology from the Ministry of Defence for its LGBT ban. Now 68, Joe Ocelica had been serving in the Navy for almost 18 years when he was forced out in 1993. A ban on LGBT people serving in the armed forces meant personnel could be discharged over their sexuality until 2000. Under the ban, Ocelica was stripped of his long service and good conduct medals, which have now been restored following a historic court settlement. Apologising, the Ministry of Defence said, we accept our policy in respect of serving homosexuals in the military was wrong, discriminatory and unjust. The government department also said it would be setting up a scheme allowing others in Osaluka's situation to reclaim their medals. (laughs) A farm in Suffolk has been forced to cull all 27,000 of its chickens after cases of bird flu were confirmed at the site. According to the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, A number of birds on the farm tested positive for the H5 strain of avian flu. A one-kilometre exclusion zone has been set up around the site in Athlington in an effort to stop the disease from spreading. Public Health England said the risk posed to the public by the outbreak was very low, but health advice and antivirals would be offered to those who had contact with the affected birds as a precautionary measure. Chief Veterinary Officer Christine Middlemiss has advised bird farmers to keep a close eye on their livestock and report any suspected disease immediately. Flights were cancelled at Liverpool John Lennon Airport on Wednesday after a private plane came off the runway after landing. A spokesperson for the airport confirmed four people were on board the plane, but no one was hurt. According to a source at Liverpool Football Club, one of those travelling on the plane was Mike Gordon, one of the club's owners. He was not injured but would like to pass on his appreciation to the amazing staff at Liverpool John Lennon Airport and the emergency services for their amazing work, the source added. The incident resulted in the closure of the airport and the cancellation of flights as a specialist team arrived to remove the plane and debris. The father of a terror attack victim has accused Boris Johnson of exploiting the tragedy for political gain. 25-year-old Jack Merritt was stabbed to death during the attack in London Bridge on the 29th of November. His father, Dave Merritt, has condemned the Prime Minister's response, saying, Instead of seeing a tragedy, Boris Johnson saw an opportunity. Merritt criticised Johnson for blaming the Labour Party for the violence in an attempt to score some points in the election. Following the attack, Johnson called for an end to the early release of prisoners convicted of extremism offences and claimed his plans would have prevented the killings. Merritt labelled Johnson's response a knee-jerk reaction and said his son who worked in prisoner rehabilitation, would have been extremely upset at the way things were developing. Over 600 Christmas gifts have been stolen from a community grotto in Bristol. High winds on Sunday meant the event at which the presents were meant to be handed out was cancelled. The wrapped gifts were stored by volunteers while the community group Friends of Eastville Park worked on rescheduling the Santa's Grotto. Organisers said the theft overnight on Monday had knocked them for six. Volunteer Chrissy Quinnell said it's really hard to conceive that somebody would take children's presents. The stolen items included wrapped presents such as children's books and toys, as well as mulled wine and catering equipment. A post to the Friends of Eastville Park Facebook page said CCTV was being examined in the hope that something might come up. In business news... Tesco is considering pulling back from markets in Asia through the sale of its operations in Thailand and Malaysia. The retailer said it was reviewing its Tesco Lotus brand following inbound interest from potential bidders. Tesco Lotus employs approximately 60,000 people across 2,000 stores in Asia and has been valued at an estimated £7 billion by analysts. It follows the withdrawal by Tesco from other international markets in recent years, including the US, Japan and China. However, Lori Lambie of Investic Wealth and Investment said Thailand remained an important market for Tesco, with the company recently announcing 750 new store openings in the country. There will have to be a fairly high asking price for Tesco to be prepared to let it go, she suggested. In health news, Olivia Rossanis of the Institute of Cancer Research, ICR, has spoken out about the recent strides made in cancer treatment, saying, Curing cancer will always be the holy grail, but focusing exclusively on this risks masking the dramatic progress we are making against the disease. Health experts have warned that the emphasis on finding a cure for cancer could overshadow major advances made in treating the disease. According to the ICR, the public is largely unaware that those diagnosed with cancer now have much brighter prospects than before. While the total number of cancer cases has risen 11% over the past 30 years, the rate of deaths from the disease has fallen by 25%. A study by NHS doctors has revealed almost 5,500 people died over the past three years while waiting for a bed in overcrowded hospitals. Carried out by Dr Chris Moulton and Dr Cliff Mann, the research analysed the care of four million patients who attended A&E in England over three years. It found that 960 out of 79,228 patients who waited around six hours for a hospital bed died as a direct result of the long delay, approximately one in every 83 people. The analysis also showed more than 850 people died as a result of waiting seven hours and a further 636 died after facing delays of 11 hours. The Patients Association has called the findings deeply shocking and said the deaths could be blamed on the underfunding of the health service. In sports news, a man has been arrested after allegedly targeting Manchester United players with racist abuse. The alleged abuse took place during the Manchester derby at the Etihad Stadium on Saturday. Both Brazilian football star Fred and England international player Jesse Lingard are believed to have faced abuse during the match, including being targeted with missiles thrown from the stands. Greater Manchester Police confirmed a 41-year-old man had been arrested on suspicion of a racially aggravated public order offence. In a statement, Superintendent Chris Hill thanked the public for their support with the incident and said police would continue to work with the clubs to investigate any other lines of inquiry. In entertainment news... The Golden Globes has been criticised after releasing an all-male list of nominees for its Best Director Award. It is not the first time the Golden Globes has come under fire for its failure to nominate female directors. Presenting the award last year, actress Natalie Portman drew attention to the lack of women in the category, announcing, here are the all-male nominees. Since 2000, just four women have received Best Director nominations, compared with more than 100 men. Rebecca Goldman from the Time's Up Foundation was among those criticising this year's all-male list, saying the emission of women isn't just a Golden Globes problem. It is an industry-wide crisis and it's unacceptable. The official charts company has named Ed Sheeran the UK's artist of the decade. The Suffolk singer has received the accolade after topping the charts more than any other artist between 2010 and 2019, achieving a total of 12 number one singles and albums. Sheeran's song, Shape of You, was the biggest hit of the 2010s, selling 4.5 million copies and spending 14 weeks at number one. The singer has thanked his fans in the wake of the news, saying, thank you to everyone who supported me over the past 10 years. Here's to the next 10. It follows statistics released by Spotify last week, which identified Sheeran as the UK's most streamed artist of the decade. Canadian rapper Drake was the only artist to receive more plays worldwide. Elsewhere in the world, Russia has been banned from participating in the 2022 Olympics in Tokyo and the Football World Cup in Qatar following a decision by the World Anti Doping Agency. The agency voted unanimously to ban Russia from the international tournaments during a special meeting of its executive committee in Switzerland. The ban will last four years and has been issued as a punishment for doping offences. Russia has been accused of running a systemic doping programme and erasing laboratory evidence of the practice. The country will still be able to participate in next year's football European championships and individual Russian athletes will be able to compete at the Tokyo Games under a neutral banner if they can prove they are drug-free. Russian President Vladimir Putin and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky have agreed to implement a full and comprehensive ceasefire in eastern Ukraine by the end of this year. The two leaders met for negotiations brokered by France and Germany in Paris on Monday. Approximately 13,000 people have been killed since fighting broke out between Ukrainian forces and Russian-backed rebels five and a half years ago. Despite the agreed ceasefire, Zelensky appeared pessimistic about the negotiations, saying little had been achieved. French President Emmanuel Macron, who hosted the summit alongside German Chancellor Angela Merkel, was more upbeat. We didn't find the miracle solution, but we have advanced on it, he said. Our facts of the week are a 1,000 Britons are injured every day during the ski season as a result of intoxication. According to claims data from Direct Line, drinking on the slopes saw nearly 400,000 skiers suffer sprains and 250,000 break a limb over the past five years. Almost two-thirds of ski holidaymakers admitted to drinking alcohol during the day, although a third claimed the booze gave them more confidence and improved their skills on the slopes. Sanna Marin, the newly appointed leader of Finland, is just 34 years old. Marin previously worked as the country's transport minister, but her selection as leader of Finland's Social Democrats has seen her become the world's youngest-serving prime minister. The 34-year-old also became the youngest prime minister to ever lead Finland when she took office this week. The Social Democrats are the largest party within a five-member governing coalition, with each of the four other parties also led by female politicians. Stormy weather over the weekend helped the UK set a new renewable power record, according to the National Grid. Gales from Storm Attia swept into Britain on Sunday, generating more than 16 gigawatts of power in wind farms and supplying almost 44% of the country's electricity. The extra power on the network meant some households were even paid to use electricity on Sunday evening as the National Grid worked to balance the energy grid. And finally... The top UK internet searches of 2019 have been revealed by Google. According to the Tech Giant, the most searched term of the year was the Rugby World Cup, followed in second place by the Cricket World Cup, reflecting England's successful summer of sport. Queries about Notre Dame topped Google's most searched news events after the Paris Cathedral was struck by a major fire in April, while Caitlyn Jenner was this year's most searched celebrity following her high-profile appearance on ITV's I'm a Celebrity.
0: That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.